Everybody and welcome in to the Out of the Loop podcast, Explain of Thrones edition. My name is Matt. As you guys know, I have never seen Game of Thrones. I am the big dumb idiot of the group, and but they call me the unfamiliar. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Shane, close that tab. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh man. No, no, no! You, you can share your screen. Go to Chrome. Oh, the pedal yeah. bear. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's got one leg missing. No, it's just in the distance, man. No. He's walking towards. Somebody. Oh, he's walking. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh my God. Okay. Well, there's no need to um, re-record that part. Um, I was telling uh, Shane and Rodney a a funny story. A funny work story, and it involved the meme pedo bear. And uh, once again, we are recording via Skype, so uh, we're just hearing each other's voices. And I am seeing Shane's screen, and he has a tab that just says pedo bear on it uh, in his uh, <laughs> web browser, and it really threw me off. Um, so I will do why? my best. Why? What? Why? Well, why? why am I looking up pedo bear? He just said. I just said. Oh. Okay. That, that Shane, told me to look it up. Shane, yeah, Shane did not know uh, what that was, so he, I, I requested that he Google it, um, so I wouldn't have to read it because I didn't even have my my phone near me. Um, anyway, I've never seen Game of Thrones. That's the whole point of this thing. Um, I am known as the unfamiliar, and uh, I am told about Game of Thrones. I, I get I get episode recaps from two wonderful human beings. The first one being Shane. What's up, podcast people? You guys hear that? Uh, you say, what's up, podcast people? Oh, no. Never mind. I was trying <laughs> to play, play some music, but it didn't work. Oh, all right. No, we, we can't hear that. Okay. Um, the other familiar... Is the forebear of protective headwear, <laughs> um, breaker of Shane's. Um, <laughs> when he, yeah, when he said uh, this is a really rapey episode, remember? I couldn't handle that. <laughs> yes, yeah, he's the breaker of of Shane's. Um, so good. The um, uh, hater of of Seinfeld. I didn't hate it. Hater of all that is good in the world. Ouch. Um, Rodney. Hey, Rod Pod Squad. My name is Rodney, a.k.a. Helmet, the Lord of the Helmet Horde. That's what we'll start calling you all. Or the Pod Squad. Whatever. Uh, yes, I am familiar with Game of Thrones, and we are continuing Season 6, Episode 4, Book of the Stranger. But first, we have to do a recap of the last episode, Oathbreaker. I don't want to talk about it yet. Okay. 
What I do mean, you want to talk about? Look. Oh, you actually, I'm sorry. I did skip ahead. Rodney. What have you guys been watching? Rodney. Rodney. Yes. Rodney. Rodney. Yes. Rodney. Yes. I've been home all week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you think that I want this episode to go quickly, you're out of your goddamn mind. All right? <laughs> um, so, let's rewind a little bit. And um, I'll say... What are you guys watching? What have you guys What have you guys been watching during this week of uh, quarantine? Shing. Um. So a couple weeks ago, I had an idea. Right, we did a um, uh, that list episode. Remember? Yeah. And then after, I had this brilliant idea that <laughs> I had never thought of before. And instead of ranking our top things in whatever category we choose we would draft them right um and matt reminded me that that's already a podcast uh all fantasy everything um i've been i think i listened to like six or seven uh over the past couple weeks um it, it's good yeah I, I the so the the live stuff i'm not a huge fan of like in front of live audience you know what i mean yeah. Um, but they're funny. Um, yeah, it's good. You should check it out. I can vouch for, for Shane. I mean, I've mentioned it on this podcast probably two or three times. Um, it yeah, is... but you know I don't listen. Yes, that's correct. Um, <laughs> clearly you don't because you're like, yeah. <laughs> what about Pedal Bear? What about <laughs> <Pedal> Bear? <laughs> hey, just uh, so everyone knows, I did not look up Pedal Bear on my own. No, you okay. you did not. I wouldn't I want not. our our audience to to think that of of you. Um, yes. But there are people that I work with that listen to this show that they'll know what I'm referring to, but I'm not <laughs> going to tell the entire story. <laughs> um. Anyway, yes, all fantasy everything is very very good. Um, and uh, that doesn't. I mean, you're not watching it, but that's fine. Um, yeah, Rodney, have you guys seen? Um, yes. What? Twin Peaks. The no. original or the new season? The original. Yes. Yeah, I just yeah. started. We we watched the first one last night. Uh, work swears it's the greatest show ever, and I figured I'd give it a shot. And it, the first one was kind of hard to watch, but he says it gets a lot better, so I'm going to stick with it. I will let you. I I won't um tell you how I feel until you you finish it. I'll I'll okay. let you experience it. I do. I know many people. Well, okay, many is a stretch. Uh, probably like five, five or six people that say it's like one of their top three to five shows of all time. Yeah. Um, so I have experienced the the same thing. Um, I think you're pretty in or you're out, and there's not a lot of middle ground. That's my yeah. one. Yeah. I I don't think my wife is gonna keep watching it with me, but I'm gonna stick with it. I could see her liking it personally. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, Rodney. Um, I haven't really been watching anything since I'm currently staying at my in-laws' house because I'm trying to sell my home. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, but I did attempt to watch this new documentary that's on Netflix. I got like. I don't know, 15 minutes into the episode I, and just everything going on 
in life I couldn't really focus, but it's called Tiger King. Oh. <laughs> and just oh, that's the, guy, the one that they're they're pushing, right? The big yeah, uh, yeah. First the thing guy, you see when you log in, Joe Exotic is a character that is for sure. Mm. Um, now I can see why all the memes are showing up on uh, uh, Facebook and Instagram. But yeah, nothing, I haven't really watched anything though. Yeah, I have not given that a chance yet. I've clearly, I mean, I've seen trailers and stuff because, like Shane said, like the second you log into Netflix, it's the first thing that pops yeah. up. Um, I've heard that it's worth watching. Yeah, uh, me too. People are like, it's fucking weird, but you can't take your eyes off of it. Yeah. Um. Well, I... Um, a few months ago when they rolled out Disney Plus, as if we haven't talked about that enough, um, I signed up for the, uh, the package for Disney Plus, um, Hulu and ESPN Plus. Was it like 12, 12 a month? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, so I have been binge watching 30 for 30 documentaries on ESPN Plus. Nice. Um, and, uh, last night I watched the Ric Flair one called nature boy mm, um, that I, is I so good it. it is very good it is yeah. very sad it um, is especially oh what like most most of these documentaries like okay like you know obviously you see the rise and then you see the fall and then you see the redemption story it just ends sad mm-hmm. <laughs> um it's just like yeah, so Ric Flair lived his gimmick for 30 years, and then his son thought it was really cool, so then he tried to do the same thing, and then he overdosed, and he died. Yeah, dude, yeah. when he talks about it, oof. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, it brings like, a tear to your eye. Oh, it's horrible. Like, I mean, he says, like, the one regret he has in life is that he elected to be his son's best friend instead of his father. Right. And it's just like, oh, my God, like, that's brutal. He, gets, and, he uh, has all the blame on himself. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Um. So anyway, it was very good though. I I highly recommend it for anybody. Really, you don't have to like wrestling. You don't even really have to like sports. It's just a really good story. Um. But yeah, man, those those like I mean, they get different directors every time, but that production team knows how to put together really really good mm-hmm. storytelling. And um, it's uh yeah, it's it's been it's been fun to go back and watch stuff I've seen before. And catch up on things that I didn't even know existed. Have you seen the um, documentary tr- with Troy McClure as uh, Andre the Giant? We hardly knew you. <laughs> <laughs> That's from The Simpsons. Yes, it is. I was like, <laughs> why do I know that? Troy McClure. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, but oh, have you seen the Andre really- the Giant one? Yeah, man, it's so good. Yeah, that yeah. one's good too. I've seen that one. HBO, yeah. right? Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, that one that was really good. Yeah. No baby oil. <laughs> oh. That's what he says. Okay. Um, it's like right. your uh, Kwame impression. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it's gonna rain today. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know why that's just the voice in my head because he sounds nothing like that. Oh, my God. Um, I want to say that he and I texted a few weeks ago and he had a text start with, oh, man, and I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> quite a, quite a while. I, 
it might have even been a week ago. I don't know. The last two weeks have been like the slowest weeks of life. Um, but uh, yeah. Okay. We can talk about the, the show now. I don't really care. All right. <laughs> you know what I was thinking? Okay. If this had happened a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. we would not be doing this podcast at all. And by, oh. this, if by this, I mean the coronavirus, because I would have just been like, well, I guess I'll just watch Game of Thrones now. And yeah. Yeah. So. Timing. Anyway, yeah. All right. So let's get into the <laughs> recap. Uh, I did that purposely to see how long that would last. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, you jerk asses. Uh. Okay, six oh three Oathbreaker. What happened? Um, <coughs> Jon Snow is alive. <clears throat> yep. And he hangs all the people that stabbed him. Yep. And then he steps down as the uh, what's it called? What did he say? My 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 watch has ended. Yeah. Um. The uh, who's what's the name for the head guy there? Lord Commander. Lord Commander. He stepped down as, as the Lord Commander. Um, and so there's that. Um, uh, Remember Winterfell. Um, Ramsey got a couple presents. Mm, Rick on and Osha. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Arya can see again. Yes. She she beat um, the game. Now that she has insisted that she is no one, she can have her eyes back. Yeah. Uh. Hey guys, Pycelle, yeah. would you rather be someone but be blind, or be no one with sight? You mean what does no someone one with sight? What does someone mean? What does that mean? You know, Shane. Would you rather be Shane? But blind, or no one with sight. What does no one mean? <laughs> You're you gonna know. have to explain it to me. You know, I don't know the way the way that Arya says no one. Oh no. You'd I rather be you'd, ra- you'd rather be blind, Shane. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I'm not judging. It was just. Well, you sound like you're judging. I, I can see your face. <laughs> I was going to say, normally the in these moments, you can tell that I'm <laughs> judging you. <laughs> uh, is this the one where Kyburn is recruiting, what's his face, Varus's birds, right? Uh, I yeah. think so, yeah. Yeah. He gives them, like, uh, sugar plums or whatever. Yeah. Cersei's locked in her chambers. Tommen goes to argue with the High Sparrow. But remember, this is where kind of the High Sparrow turns him to his side a little bit. Uh, yeah. Remember? Yeah. Um, Varys, remember he interrogates the whore? <laughs> um, yeah. He finds out that... The masters of the cities that they conquered before are funding the Sons of the Harpy. Remember? Yes. 
Um, Daenerys, where does she go? Um, uh, the Dothraki widow place. Okay. Face Dothrak. Okay. And then we have a, a pretty big vision, remember? So what, what okay. did uh, Bran see in his vision, Matt? Oh, Shane, thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> Ned, he saw Ned defeat the Sword of the Morning, but not in the way that he told the story when Bran was a child. Um, yeah. So uh, Ned's a dirty, rotten liar. Um, Why is Ned trying... there? Why is he there? Um, he's there to get his sister, I think. Okay. Yeah. And, um, Bran wants to stay and the old guy's like, no, you, you can't see what happens next or something. I don't remember. Well, you just can't stay too long. You oh. Remember, yeah. just pop in and out. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah. And we All don't right. really know. So she was, she was screaming in a tower. Um, maybe being tortured. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. So he goes to run up the tower. That's when we leave the vision, right? Right. Cool. Uh, Sam and Gilly and the baby, they're on their way to old town. Remember? Yeah, whatever. And, uh, she can't go to the Citadel, but she's going to stay with Sam's family. Remember? Uh-huh. What does mm-hmm. that mean? Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah. All right. So we're going to jump in. 604, Book of the Stranger. Um, we start in Castle Black. Uh, John is packing a bag. Ed asks him, uh, where are you going to go? Shane. John says, what? Um... Were we going to try something new where you show me clips of things that are happening while you're while it's happening? We sure are. Uh, when I have the first one I'll pop up, I'll I'll bring it. Oh, okay, cool. I've got it ready. <clears throat> All right. Uh so Ed asks him, Where are you gonna go? John says, South. Uh Ed asks, What are you gonna do? Ed or John says, Get warm. It's a pretty good one, right? It's warmer down south. He's taking his talents to South Beach. <laughs> um, Ed says, I was with you at Hard Home. We saw what's out there. We know it's coming here. How can you leave us now? Uh, John says, I did everything I could. You know that. Ed says, uh, you swore a vow. John says, I, I pledged my life to the Night's Watch, and I gave my life. Uh, Ed says, for all nights to come. And John says, they killed me, Ed. My own brothers. You want me to stay here after that? Uh, outside, a horn blows. Uh, men call for the gate to be open. Who do you think's at the gate? Uh, Sansa and Brienne. And Podrick. Sure. Try Podrick. Um, so they ride in. Um, the Tormund... Uh, is particularly taken aback when he sees Brienne because uh, uh-huh. he, he sees a big woman and he likes her. Um, <laughs> there's a very cool scene where John and Sansa, she kind of gets off her horse. He walks outside to see what's going on. Uh, they see each other for the first time, and then they hug. Um, 
quick. What happened? Um, yeah, I said this is just you know the first time since season one since they've seen each other, so it's a pr- pretty big moment. Um, Good. Uh, later on, John and Sansa are catching up uh, inside. Uh, Sansa is having some soup. Uh, she asks John if he remembers the kidney pies old Nan used to make. Uh, they both agree they never should have left Winterfell, uh, the good old days. Uh, wish they could go back and tell their younger selves all the horrors that they would see when they left. Um, Sansa tells John she regrets how awful she was to him, um, and he forgives her because basically he was like a, you know, a bastard half brother, and she was this hoity-toity uh, little princess. Um, Sansa, they have a cool conversation. Sansa asks, where are you going to go? Um, John says, where will we go? Um, if I don't watch over you, father's ghost will come back and murder me. Um, Sansa says, well, then where will we go? Uh, John says, well, I can't say here, not after what happened. Uh, Sansa says, there's only one place we can go home. Uh, John says, should we tell the Boltons to pack up and leave? Uh, Sansa says, we'll take it back from them. Uh, John says, well, I don't have an army. Sansa asks, how many wildlings did you save? Uh, John says, they didn't come here to serve me. But Sansa says, they owe you their lives. You think they'll be safe if Roose Bolton remains warden of the north? Winterfell is our home. It's ours and Arya's and Bran's and Rickon's. Wherever they are, it belongs to our family. We have to fight for it. John says, I'm tired of fighting. It's all I've done since I left home. I've killed brothers of the Night's Watch. I've killed wildlings. I've killed men that I admire. I hanged a young boy, uh, or sorry, I hanged a boy younger than Bran. Um, I fought and I lost. Sansa says, if we don't take back the Norse, we'll never be safe. North, sorry. We'll never be safe. Take I back want the you to Norse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want you to help me, but I'll do it myself if I have to. Whoa, skipping ahead. Um, later on, Davos, uh, outside walks up to Melisandre. He asks her, uh, what is she going to do now? Cause they basically, you know, we're, we're at coming up standstill and not sure what the future holds. Um, she says she will do as Jon Snow commands. He was the prince that was promised. Uh, M- Melisandre walks away, but Davos follows. Uh, he and asks, when Jon Snow dies... Then she'll find another <laughs> prince that was promised. Right? <laughs> Davos asks, what happened down there? Uh, Melisandre says there was a battle. Stannis was defeated. Uh, Davos says, and Shireen, what happened to the princess? Um, and this is when it kind of interrupts. Brienne walks up. Uh, she says, I saw what happened. I saw Stannis' forces defeated in the it's field. Like, uh, uh, Davos says, my lady, I'm Sir Davos. Uh, he introduces himself to Brienne. Uh, Brienne says, well, we've met before. I was Kingsguard to Renry Baratheon before Renly was assassinated with blood magic. And this is where Brienne stares daggers at Melisandre. Uh, Davos says, that's in the past now. Uh, Brienne, yes, it's in the past. It doesn't mean I forget it or forgive. He admitted it, you know. And Davos says, who did? And then Brianna says, Stannis, just before I executed him. Ooh. And then we go to the veil. Nice. Yeah. So in the veil, Littlefinger arrives back, and he has a gift for Robin, a falcon. 
Lord Royce, who's the like major general of uh, health advisory there and the leader of the army, he call he calls out Littlefinger. Basically, says he thought Littlefinger was taking taking Sansa back to the Fingers with him, but then he received word that Sansa had been married to Ramsay Bolton at Winterfell. Littlefinger kind of made like he he was lying how they were caught and forced into doing this. But Littlefinger also turns it on Royce, tells him that um, he was the only one he told uh, that he was transporting Sansa to the Fingers. So basically questioning his loyalty or basically calling him a spy. Um, Royce is offended, threatens to cross swords with Littlefinger. Littlefinger then flexes his influence, influential muscle uh, with Robin, threatening to have Royce thrown through the moon door. Uh, but ultimately decides to give him a, one last chance. Littlefinger then tells Robin uh, he heard Sansa has escaped Winterfell and that he believes she would go to Castle Black. He convinces Robin that the Knights of the Vale need to join the fight to help his cousin Sansa. And then we go to Marine, and in Marine, uh, it's Tyrion having a meeting with representatives from Astapor, Yunkai, and... Volantis. Volantis. Um, these are basically the people funding the masters or the so sons of the harpy. Is he trying to come to some sort of treaty agreement without Daenerys there? Yeah. So what's happening now is it's him, Misande, and Grey Worm. Um, so Misande and Grey Worm are very. Uh, Resentful and uh, they they don't want these talks. They they think it's a bad idea. They don't trust the masters. But Tyrion he's in there with all of them and Varys. Um, basically, he offers them a deal. He said he tells the masters that if they pull their funding of the Sons of the Harpy, he will give them seven years to transition away from slavery. He hopes that the slow transition will be easier than all at once like Daenerys did. The Masters are intrigued with this idea. They like it. But Misande and Grey Worm, they don't like that. They, it goes against what Daenerys was doing. Yeah. Um, to seal the deal, though, Tyrion rings a bell. And then these three lovely women come in and sit on their laps and start, like, you know, stroking their cheeks, their chins, and whatnot. Um, so then we're still in Marine, But now it's Tyrion in, like, the Great Hall where Daenerys usually takes, like, um, complaints or you know, uh, <laughs> did and, they really, did they really say large? Sorry. <laughs> so that's oh, basically that, that's his uh, interpretation. Yeah. No, okay. no, Tyrion's, uh, his Valerian is really bad. So he says he's, you know, he's trying to be nice and cordial, but he says stuff like that, you know, and, that's really good. Next time I get into any trouble at home, I'm just going to say large sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so Tyrion, he meets uh, with this group of s former slaves who are outraged that he's meeting with the masters. Tyrion assures them peace is the answer. The former slaves say they don't trust Tyrion. Then they look to Grey Worm and Misande, who both reluctantly agree with Tyrion on what he's doing. They then warn Tyrion, they being Grey Worm and Sunday, that if he tries to use the Masters, they will end up using him. And then we go to Vaistoth Rock. 
so in uh, Vestothrak, uh, we've got Dario and Jora. Um, they're trekking their way to try and find Daenerys still. Um, Dario's this young buck. He's, you know, uh, hiking along, but Jorah's a little older, so he's getting winded. Um, Dario asks him, are you all right? Why don't you sit down and catch your breath? Uh, Jorah, trying to be prideful, says, I'm fine. Um, Dario says, I don't think you could ride the dragon 20 years ago, maybe. Uh, what does that mean? Dario, consider yourself lucky. <laughs> you still have all, all of your limbs and your human skin. <laughs> it's harder to move along when you're turning in to a stoneman. <laughs> Jorah asks, what? Dario says, our queen. She's wild, you know. Don't let her size fool you. It's hard enough for me, and I'm a young man. You, I don't think your heart could take it. <clears throat> so they come to a ridge <clears throat> and uh, see Vastothrak in all its sandy glory. Um, the temple of the Dashkalin, there in the middle, you see it? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Jorah tells Dario they need to leave their weapons. Uh, because it's forbidden to carry them inside the sacred city. Uh, he says they will pose as traitors, and if they are caught sneaking in. Um, as Dario hands over his knife, uh, he sees uh, Jorah's grayscale for the first time. Uh, Jorah serves him, uh, it didn't touch you, don't worry. Uh, Dario says, you know, do you know what happens? And Jorah says, yes, I know what happens. Um in the night, uh, Dario and Jorah sneak in. Um, they encounter two Dothraki men. One runs, runs off to get more men, which Dario chases. And then Jorah stays to fight uh, a much bigger man. Um, Jorah is getting the shit beat out of him. When Dario catches yeah. and kills the other man, uh, Jorah is getting choked out, as you can see. When Dario comes back, and he did not listen, so he kept one of his knives and stabbed the guy uh, from the back. Nice. Um, Jorah says they need to hide the body. If someone finds it with a stab wound, the whole city will be after them. Uh, so to avoid that, Dario picks up a rock and smashes the guy's head in. Whoa. Um, inside the temple of the Dosh Kaleen, the elder Dashkalin is uh, sharing Khaleesi stories with Daenerys. Um, she says that the life of a Khaleesi is not easy. Uh, she points out one young woman who was found uh, at 12 by her call, uh, then who gave her call a daughter the next year. Uh, her reward? Broken ribs, because he wanted a son. Um, Daenerys says she needs to make water, uh, what does that mean? Uh, pee pee. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, what happened? <laughs> yeah, so she needs to go pee um, as just an excuse <laughs> to leave. Um, she walks outside with the, the younger uh, Khaleesi, Dosh Kaleen. Uh, Daenerys, you know, making small talk, trying to get uh, this young woman on her side says, you know, that was just an excuse. I needed the fresh air because the old women in there stink. Uh, the young woman shows her uh, the way to wherever, the river, whatever they're going to pee in. Yeah. Um, on their way, 
Um, she continues her small talk, says, you know, uh, their call should have died sooner. We would have been much happier. Um, the young woman is asking Daenerys about her dragons. And this is when Dario and Jorah uh, reach them. And basically, Dario grabs the woman with a knife to her neck. He's about to kill her. When Daenerys stops him, um, the men say, we have to go right now. But Daenerys says, <clears throat> we'll never get out alive. I have a plan to get us out. And we go to King's Landing. Uh, in King's Landing, the mean Septa visits Marjorie, and she leads her to the High Sparrow. So the High Sparrow says, if I were to let you leave right now, where would you go? What would you seek out? Marjorie, I'd go visit my brother, my husband, my family. The High Sparrow, of course, but for you, that means seeking out money, finery, power. Seeking out your family means seeking out sin. I'm not maligning you. I sought those things out too, to the exclusion of all else. My father was a cobbler. He died when I was young, and I took over his shop. He was a simple man, and he made simple shoes. But I found that the more work I put into my shoes, the more people wanted them. Fine leather, ornamentation, detailing, and time. Time most of all. Dozens of hours spent on a single pair. Marjorie says, quality takes time. High Sparrow chuckles. Yes, I imagine you wore a year of someone's life on your back. The Highborn like to cover their feet with my time, and they paid well for the, for the privilege. I used their money to buy a taste of their lives for myself. Each time I indulged, I felt myself ascending to something better. Marjorie, and one day you walked through the graveyard and realized it was all for nothing and set out on the path of righteousness. Book of the Stranger, verse 25. High Sparrow, you know the seven-pointed star. And Marjorie says, Septa Unella reads it to me, at me. The High Sparrow, yes, yes. She does really, she does enjoy reading at people. You're close, but it wasn't a graveyard. It was a feast. I bought some fine wine and young pretty girls and invited my friends to come and share it all. We passed around the wine, passed around the women, and soon we fell into a stupor. I woke before dawn. I could barely stand. Everyone else was asleep on the couches or on the floor, lying in heaps next to their fine clothes. The truth of their bodies laid bare. I, c I could smell them beneath the incense and the perfume and the fine food that had already started to turn. And I saw it with perfect clarity. I saw what my sins were. The gold I had, the wine I drank, the women I used, my ceaseless struggle to maintain my position. It was part of a story, a story I was telling myself about who I was, a collector of lies that would disappear in the light. The people I was trying to climb away from, the beggars in the street, the poor, they were closer to the truth than I ever was. Marjorie says, so what did you do? Hi, Sparrow. I left to go and find them. I didn't even put on my shoes. I walked out the door and never went back. Come, let's go and see him. Marjorie says, who? Hi, Sparrow, your brother. So Marjorie is taken to Loris's cell. He is laying on the ground, and he's broken. He is not the man he was. Marjorie, Loris, and she's sobbing, listen to me. You need to stay strong. Loris, I can't stay strong. I never was strong. Marjorie, you are strong. You are the future of our house, the future of our family. Loris, I don't care about that. Marjorie, shh, shh. 
have you have you told them that that you don't care Loris, I just want it to stop. Help me. And he starts crying. Marjorie, they want me to help you. They want me to help tear you down. That's why he's letting me see you. I know it is. And if either of us give in to what they want, then they win. Loris, let them win. Just make it stop, please, and starts crying some more. And then Marjorie says, all right. So we're still in King's Landing. Cersei is walking towards Tommen's room. Uh, she hears uh, Pycelle talking to Tommen, advising him on how to deal with the High Sparrow. Cersei walks in the room, asks that Pycelle, asks what Pycelle is doing there, uh, tells him to leave. Only after Tommen dismisses Pycelle does he leave. Cersei is there to talk about the High Sparrow as well. <coughs> Tommen admits he's been meeting with the High Sparrow. Tommen is reluctant to provoke him, but Cersei says he is a dangerous. He is dangerous because he has no respect for the crown. Tommen tells Cersei that Marjorie walks, Marjorie's Walk of Atonement will happen soon. Cersei relies uh, the information to Kevin and Olena in the small council chamber. Olena is horrified and uh, pledges her army to defeat the Sparrows. Kevin is bound by an order from Tommen to not attack the Sparrows, but is, um, but is reasoned to by Cersei. That there is also no order to defend the Sparrows from Olena's army and that he can have his son Lancel back once the Sparrows are defeated. Assuring him that Tommen will forgive Kevin when he has Marjorie back. So basically they're saying, look, you can attack the, the, the church, but if the High Garden attacks, just let your army stand down, let them kill the Sparrows, and you're, you're basically... Just being a bystander. I think Kevin should just go to the church with a BB gun and <laughs> an iron <laughs> and uh, lay all a bunch of traps, tarantula, and uh, then he'll Glass be able to. Ornaments. Yeah, yeah, he'll be able to bust uh, <laughs> both of them out of there. <laughs> Carries two uh, pink cans with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whirls them around. Oh, man. All right, then we go to the Iron Islands. So, <clears throat> in the Iron Islands, uh, Theon gets back home. Uh, he walks into his father's room, and Yara is sitting in his father's chair. Uh, Yara says, they told me you were home, but I didn't believe it. Theon Greyjoy, I said, he's dead. He's been dead a long time. And then she asks, he let you go? Uh, Theon says, no, I escaped. And Yara says, I can't hear you. Uh, Theon says, I escaped. And Yara gets up. Uh, Theon is uh, very beaten down still, so he's got his head down. Um, you know, eye contact is hard for him. Uh, Yara says, look at me, look at me. Men died trying to rescue you. Good men, my men. Theon says, I'm sorry. Uh, Yara says, you are my brother. You were a spoiled little cunt, but you were my brother, and I risked everything for you, and you betrayed me. Theon says, I know, I know, and I'm sorry. Yara says, stop saying that. Theon says, he broke me. He broke me into a thousand pieces. Yara says, I know. Theon says, no, you don't know. Yara says, he sent us one of those pieces. That's why I came for you. And this is where Theon starts crying. Uh, she asks him, why did you come here? Theon says, where else could I go? Yara says, you heard father was dead, 
and you thought you'd claim the crown. Theon says, no, no, I only heard he died after we docked. Yara says, you happened to show up on Pike right before the king's moot? Theon says, I didn't know. Yara says, you think any Ironborn wants you to be king after what you've done? Theon says, I don't want to be king. Yara asks, what do you want? Theon says, I should have listened to you. You're the only one. And then Yara butts in, says, that doesn't matter anymore. Stop crying. Look at me. Tell me what you want. And this is where Theon actually looks her in the eye and says, you should rule the Iron Islands. Let me help you. Uh, and we go to Winterfell. So in Winterfell, Asha is brought to Ramsay. You remember Asha, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's okay. the uh, wildling woman that uh, ended up hanging out with Bran and Rickon for a long time. Right, okay. She, um, so she's brought to Ramsay, who asked her why she was helping Rickon. Asha claims that she intended on betraying Rickon and attempted to seduce Ramsay while reaching for a knife nearby. Okay, so um, she's, she, she's going to die. Uh, however, Ramsay tells her that he is aware that Asha used a similar ruse to escape Theon. Realizing this, she tried to stab him, but he quickly stabs her in the neck with another knife, which kills her. Yep. Yeah. Sad. Um, so then we go to Castle Black, and in Castle Black, Sansa and Brienne are dining with John, Tormund, and Ed. Sansa and Brienne aren't touching their food uh, while the other men are eating greedily. Tormund stares sensually at Brianna as he's eating. (laughs) He's just like, I fucking the shit out of her. Uh, A letter then arrives from the Boltons. John starts to read. To the traitor and bastard Jon Snow. You allow thousands of wildlings to pass the law. To the traitor and bastard Jon Snow, you allowed thousands of wildlings past the wall. You have betrayed your own kind. You have betrayed the North. Winterfell is mine, bastard. Come and see. Your brother Rickon is in my dungeon. His direwolf skin is on my floor. Come and see. I want my bride back. Send her to me, bastard, and I will not trouble you or your wildling lovers. Keep her from me, and I will ride north and slaughter every wildling man, woman, and babe under your protection. You will watch as I skin them alive. You and John stops reading. Sansa, go on. John goes, it's just more of the same. Sansa snatches the letter out of from his hand and starts reading. You will watch as my soldiers rape, uh, take turn raping your sister. You will watch as my dogs devour your wild little brother. Then I will spoon your eyes out of those sockets and let my dogs do the rest. Come and see Ramsay Bolton, Lord of Winterfell and Warden of the North. John says, Lord of Winterfell and Warden of the North. Sansa, his father's dead. Ramsay killed him, and now he has Rickon. John says, we don't know that. Sansa says, yes, we do. Tormund asks, how many men does he have in his army? Sansa heard him say 5,000 since, since there was that Stannis attack. Uh, John asked Tormund, how many do we have? Tormund, we can march and fight 2,000. The rest are children and old people. Sansa, you're the son of the last true warden of the North. Northern families are loyal. They'll fight for you if you ask. A monster has taken our home and our brother. 
we have to go to Winterfell and save him. And then we go to Vastoff Rock. So wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Uh-huh. How how does Ramsay know all that stuff already? That she's at Castle Black? All of it. Yeah, like the, the wildlings coming in. Um, like, well, I'm sure um, well, remember the people the... that killed him, they probably sent word. And then um... the, the guy who brought um, Rickon and Osha, he told him that Jon Snow let the wildlings through. Because right. he's a lot closer to the wall than they are. Okay. So it's just word of mouth and, and stuff happening. And he probably assumed that that's where Sansa was going. Yeah, exactly. He didn't know, but he's just assuming that that's where she would head. Got it. It'd be the okay. perfect place to go. Yeah. All right. So Vestothrock, um, the calls are in discussion, right? So they're there to talk about... Uh, who they're going to attack next, who they're going to enslave, um, basically the business of the Dothraki, um, but also talk about Daenerys' fate. Um, they bring up the dead body with the crushed head. Remember who did that? Uh, jo- uh, Dario. Dario. Um, they decide not to pursue who did the killing uh, because you know killing is just such a part of life. As long as it wasn't done with a weapon, which would have been against the law, it's you know hand-to-hand combat, whatever. Um, Daenerys is brought in next. So the calls discuss. Some want to keep her for themselves. One says the masters of Yonkai uh, will pay ten thousand horses for. Call Moro says, "Fuck the wise masters in their perfumed asses." She is Dosh Kaleen. Daenerys uh, speaks up. Recalls the time she was in the temple of the Dosh Kaleen before uh, when she ate the heart of the stallion and the Dosh Kaleen pronounced her child would be the stallion who mounts the world. Uh, she calls the current calls small as they discuss which villages they're going to raid, how many women they're going to fuck, or how many horses they're going to demand and tribute. Uh, call Drogo was great as he promised to take um, his Kalasar West to where the world ends to ride the wooden horses across the black salt sea as no call has done before. He promised to kill the men in their iron suits and tear down their stone houses. She says none of them are fit to lead to Dothraki, but she is. Uh, so she will. And then this is where the men laugh. Um, Carl Morrow <laughs> says um, <clears throat> Carl Morrow says Fine. No Dosh Kaleen for you. First we'll take turns fucking you. Then we'll let our blood riders take turns. And if there's anything left of you, we'll let our horses take a turn. Uh, the whole time Kal Moro is talking, Daenerys has this uh, smirk on her face. Uh, Daenerys, uh, you can see from the picture there's these uh, braziers around her. Oh, I know, a- I know what's going to happen. There's a circle of braziers. Go ahead. She's going to start a fire because she is immune to fire and that's going to kill everybody else around her. And then... Uh, okay. That's that's where I'll stop because I don't know what's going to happen after that. <laughs> Go ahead. So, Carl Morrow uh, calls her a crazy cunt and he asks her, did you really think we would serve you? 
Um, and as Daenerys is standing in that circle of braziers, <clears throat> she grabs one with her bare hand and tells the men, no, I don't want you to serve. I want you to die. Uh, yeah, so she's she just pushed... holding it, which is crazy because you can almost hear it like sizzle, but she's just holding it like it's nothing. And they kind of have this shocked look on their face. Yeah. So she pushes the first brazier down, spreading fire, um, and then another one <clears throat> to spread more fire, kind of trapping them where they're at. Uh, the temple starts to catch fire as the men scramble around to try and escape, uh, but the doors have been barred from the outside. Uh, the guards in front of the temple were killed, um, assuming that was Dario and Jora. Um, as the Dothraki see the temple on fire from the outside, they gather around because, you know, this is their holy Mecca or whatever. Um, one last brazier is left standing <clears throat> as the the calls are kind of congregated around the front door trying to get out. Daenerys pushes uh, the brazier towards the calls, engulfing them in the flames. Uh, outside, the gathered Dothraki see the temple oh, burning. Oh, oh, okay. Now that I see the picture of how many people... All right. She's going to walk out unscathed, and then they're going to follow her. So you see the, the door is still there, and there's a naked Daenerys. Uh, Daenerys walks out of the front door when it burns down, naked but unburnt, and then all kneel when they see her. Jorah and Dario walk up, and they kneel as well. Yep. This is like the first time, like, Jorah was a full-on believer when he saw her come back from uh, Drogon's burning. Yeah. Not Drogon, uh, Khal Drogo's burning. And Dario, this is like, he never really believed it. I don't think that she was the unburnt. And then when he saw her walk through, he had like this, holy shit, this is the real deal holy field, you know? <laughs> so then he, he uh, gets on his knees. Really good. Very and good. That's it. Oh, okay. Good. All right. <clears throat> that, that's a really good ending. Um, yeah. Well, that's great because she has not been interesting for a while. Um, so I am relieved that there's some fun stuff happening again. What's going to happen? Um, well, for one thing, can you hear... Nicholas coming up. Yeah. And, okay. <laughs> What's he saying? What's up, buddy? What? I'm I'm learning about Game of Thrones. Can you say boobies? Can you say? <laughs> can you say Game of Thrones? Mm, milk. No. Can Can you say boobies? <laughs> Dude. Oh man. No. Dragon no. boobies. All right. Um, he he cannot see what's what's oh, going on. What? what? He's trying really hard though. <laughs> um. <clears throat> anyway, what happens next? Um. Hmm. Okay. So what, her. What does this mean for Daenerys? It means that her army is stronger than ever. I mean, she's yeah. she's gaining. She has how all much, the how many Rocky people? now. Yeah, how many people is that? Thousands. Yeah, thousands. Man, okay. So and hopefully... now the, the leaders are all gone, so she's clearly the one. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> hopefully, she gets she gets back to Marine and quickly moves on, so we can actually get her going to uh, <laughs> King's Landing. Um, it's funny. That's uh, what everyone is saying this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Um, I would think so. John seems hesitant to go at Ramsey because um, Ramsey has a lot more men. It feels like it could be like a suicide mission kind of thing. Um, Ramsey's going to have to say or do something that pushes John over the edge, and I'm going to assume that that's sending Rickon's head to Castle Black, and um, that is what is going to light the fire to send John to Winterfell. And I assume he's going to have the wildlings with him for that. Um, uh, what else happened in this episode that I can make a prediction on? Um, 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 uh, Marjorie, right? She's going to do her walk. Yeah, to... I don't. So she's going to admit guilt. And is Loras going to admit guilt? We don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> okay, it sounds like he wants to now, um, because he just desperately wants out of there. Um, but I think there's going to be something where she is allowed to leave, but Loras's crimes are too much, so they're going to keep him or like i don't know say that they're gonna kill him or i don't know um sentence him to death or whatever remember uh, olena's riled up and gonna bring her army remember oh yes that's what she said yeah that's true too um yeah i don't really i i don't i feel like that situation has not cleared itself up yet enough to to say what is going to happen i could not care less about Littlefinger and robin um uh yeah, I guess I guess that's it. Sam Sam and Gilly, anything there? Oh god, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh Rodney, what uh what do we got? Yeah, f- thanks for listening. Uh follow us on the Instagram at OOTL Podcast or on Twitter at OOTL Podcast. Um, also, if you'd like to email us, that would be great at ootlpod at gmail.com. Um, talk to us about what you found out about Pedo Bear. Um, <laughs> how you're liking the new sound recording right now. We are doing it through Skype, so it's not as great as doing it with each other. <laughs> it's so in the much- same room. This whole doing it over the computer thing is just not for us. You know, we like to be in the same room doing it together um, instead of, uh, I mean, what, what, what's it called? Cyber? Are we, are we? We're cybering, yeah. Cybering right now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's all I have for y'all. Gentlemen, do you have anything else? No, just uh, stay safe out there, you know, social distancing, <clears throat> stay at home if you can. Um, stuff's ramping up to keep us here, so just play along and let's ride this out.
Yeah. Um, and if you have any ideas of something you would like for us to do to release um, <clears throat> during this whole quarantine thing, uh, it's a little easier for us to record now. Um, it sounded a lot better before, but it was harder to make it happen because uh, we are three husbands and fathers. Um, so we can put out more content now, potentially. So if any listeners would like for us to do some sort of quarantine special, uh, let us know. I do want to try the <clears throat> all fantasy everything-esque rankings kind of thing um i i don't like they do one specific topic per show yes you know i still want to do multiple topics and we're probably not gonna you know they so they're all comedians right and they take liberties to expand into side jokes and all this stuff um i yeah. think we can stick a little more to just the the drafting yeah. So I think we could get a few in each time, but I, I would definitely like to try that. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. So, yeah. and as as long as uh, as long as we are are citing them, I I won't feel dirty about it. So that Let, so works yeah, for let's me. Uh, let's work on a, a list of uh, some some categories we haven't done, and then we can at least prepare. You know what I mean? Cool. Yeah, maybe we'll do that in the next few. And if uh, if you at home have any ideas for us to uh, to for our, our standard categories, if you want to hear us draft something, then email us at uh, ootlpod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and winners coming. I don't know.